What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Todd Pie Guy. And listen, make sure that you tap in and subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to the THC Media Network for all other podcasts and shows that are available on our network. And turn on those notification bells, all right? Hit that subscribe button. Stop playing. What's going on, everybody? And welcome, welcome, welcome back to another edition, another star, and another episode. <laughs> Yes, we're back. I, I need some guns. Need some gunshots today, man. We're gonna be we're gonna be a little ignorant today, just a little bit, man. But what's going on, everybody? And welcome, welcome, welcome back to your new favorite sports show, the Grinded Out Show. You feel me? We are back, episode. But you know, you would think after doing so many of these, like I mean, hosting, producing. You know, you think I would get tired. And don't get me wrong. I I, I I have a little, you know, there's a little, there's a little tired here and there, you know, with, with everything. But nah, man, the, the more I do this shit, the more I get excited. Excuse me, my hair is just in my way. It's getting mad long, for real, for real. But um, yeah, but it gets more exciting the more I do this. So episode five, we're here. Thank you to everybody that continues to listen to the podcast. You feel what I'm saying? And the show on YouTube. I know, again, I know that we exclusively wanted to be on YouTube, but it just didn't make sense. You know, I'm tired of the pie guy again. It just didn't make sense. <laughs> didn't make sense. You know, if it don't make a dollar, it don't make sense. You know what I'm saying? But no, for real. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for checking us out. Listen, we're not going to be here long. We have a great show for you today. We're going to talk about a few things that have been floating around town in the sports world a little bit um particularly in basketball and in wrestling and so before we get into everything make sure that if you're watching uh on our youtube channel the thc media network that you follow us uh the grinded out show on instagram and on facebook all right all right so let's get into it um let's start with Kyrie over man um what is going to happen to Kyrie Irvin now if you have followed me personally, I have talked about Kyrie um, on my platform uh, or or uh, on my other platforms uh, multiple times, right? Had to cover, you know, had conversations, you know, in which of what happens when you're not taking your job as seriously as maybe you should, right? Um, I I think there's a level. There's a level, there's a level of, uh, how, how can I say? I had an interview, um, with the R&B and chill artists, um, and we just talked about discipline, right? And how the culture we're living in right now, um, and the reality that we're living in, there's no type of discipline anymore, right? People aren't, people are kind of like fake working. You know, and not even just fake working. You're working to get where you are, but then making maybe getting too comfortable. You understand what I'm saying? And what it makes it look like, um, not just to Kyrie Irving, but to the Kyrie Irvins of the NBA, right, who believe that their star power will get them any and everywhere. Like, I've put in enough work to do what I have to do, which is partially true. We won't deny that. I think nobody has denied that Kyrie Irving is a box office. People go to see him. We watch his highlights. We buy his shoes. He's very popular around the league. Henceforth, right? Where are you on the court? And again, I know a lot of people are going to sit here and bring the vaccine and the mandate into play, which is a valid argument for this year. Or for this past season. It's a valid argument for this past season. Do you hear what I'm saying? This is not a valid argument when we're talking about Boston, right? Mind you, he was injured. You understand what I'm saying? In a sense. But then you're taking off from the bubble, right? You're not wanting, you're trying to have other players who probably need the cachet. You understand what I'm saying? A.K.A. the dough, A.K.A. the bag, 
to do what they need to do. Because, see, I don't think a lot of top-tier players actually think about those players who are quote-unquote mid-level in the NBA. Not to say they're not great or good, because they were great or good enough in their AAU teams and their high school teams to get to in the college, obviously, to get to the NBA. So when I see people like Kyrie Irving having an impasse, there's an impasse. If you know, when it comes to Brooklyn and him, I find it very hard to believe that Brooklyn wants to keep him. I find it very hard to believe that. I'm not going to lie to you. And here's why. And I said this earlier, um, probably in like episode two. When it comes to Kyrie, here's, and this is just my eye test. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. But this is just my eye test and what I see. If you really wanted to be here, because everybody talked about the mandate, right? Oh, he's not playing because of the mandate and da-da-da-da-da, all that good stuff. All right, well, was it a month too late? Yeah, but Mary, Eric Adams lifted the mandate. We didn't like it, especially for us who are living in New York. We didn't like that shit. But it is what it is. He lifted the mandate, right? And so... In lifting the mandate, you guys got into the playoffs, right? And even at a seventh seed, I believe. And I believe y'all, did y'all play in the play-in tournament? I don't know if you guys played the play-in tournament or not, but I believe you, let's let's check it out. Because I forgot. Hold on, let me see. Let me get that up real quick. Because if you guys played in the playing tournament, you had a chance to get in. If you were already in, <clears throat> if you were already in the uh, the um, the playoffs, which I believe y'all were the seventh seed, right? <laughs> let me let me check. Hold on, I'm trying to see. Um, NBA rankings. There we go. That's what I needed to see. All right, let's see. Do, 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 do. Y'all were the seventh seed. So you're going against Boston, of course. And you got swept. You got swept, right? You're the seventh seed. Here's how I know that it wasn't... Um. And again, it's my eye test. But if I'm if I'm somebody high in office who has any type of brain and common sense, I'm looking at the playoffs of this past year. You did all this yipping and yapping about the fucking vaccine and how you're not going to get the vaccine. All right, respect to you. We get it. Cool. No problem. You were out. A lot of games because of it. Okay, no problem. You come back, you're dropping 60 here, this here, this here. Okay, cool. Keeping y'all in the seventh seed, y'all in the playoffs. You get to Boston first round, first game. And you show no type of urgency, even though you put up like 20, 30, 28, 30 points. It's the body language for me. And ever since the playoffs, he wasn't given the body language of, oh, I want to be here. Do y'all get what the fuck I'm saying? So would I keep him for Brooklyn? No. No. I'm sorry. No. I'm not doing that. I've paid you all this money. And then when we get to the play, when we even have an opportunity, Kevin Durant just wants to play basketball. I'm convinced. So literally he's going to back for you and all you give him is one great game out of four. Let's keep it a bean. One game he had like 20 points. That ain't going to do shit, especially against a Boston team like that. 
like that was constructed. Because everybody was talking about Jason Tatum beating Kevin Durant. Nobody was talking about Kyrie Irving and how he didn't show up in the fucking playoffs. That's the reason why I will not give you any money. I don't give a fuck about what you got going on. I don't give a fuck about your your, your retro renegades. I don't give a fuck about that. Did you even show up when we lifted the shits? When it really mattered, fuck the regular season. Did you show up when it really fucking mattered? No, you didn't. You had four opportunities, four, to sweep Boston. Because in my mind, Boston's not better than you. Even with the broken team that you have and even with a mentally not there Ben Simmons who hasn't been on a court in over a year. I'm like, if they go to, if I'm like, if Brooklyn goes to the finals with all of this chaos, shit, they can do anything. And in my mind, in my crazy ass mind in the back of my head, that's what I'm thinking y'all gonna do. But nope. What do you do? Kyrie, you don't show up. You shut up for one game and thought it was going to be, ah, that's it. You wanted your time off. You love your time. Bro, you love fucking time off, don't you? Well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, because everything comes with a consequence, right? Listen. You stood your ground when it came to the vaccine. Y'all didn't, y'all got swept by Boston. That was the consequence, right? You not showing up to work over a stretch period of time that goes way back to Boston. When you don't show up to work, that's a track record, bro. They keep those. Dude, I, I need NBA players and I need players in general to stop acting like just because you're making so much money, you, you think you can't lose it all. Right? Now, essentially, a team if the if if they if if Brooklyn wants to get rid of Kyrie, a team will pay for him. He's that box office. He will bring you seats. But Kyrie's not kind of trying to go to an OKC, Sacramento, Indiana. He's not trying to go to Detroit. He's not trying to go to a small market where they actually have the room to pay for him. Cause he knows that's not where it is. Well, brother, you can't have your cake and eat it too now, especially in this publicity. You fucked up already. So I I, I think you have a couple of choices on the board. Here's one. One, opt into your contract. Um, I would opt into the th- $37.4 million that they that they have on the board because just like James Harden, you don't deserve a full max deal long-term. Short-term, absolutely. Long-term, no. Short-term with incentives. If your ass can make 65 games in the regular season, we will give you an additional yada, 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 yada million. Again, there are players out here who believe that their resume will continuously get them max deals. And when your resume has not been updated in some umpteenth years, not just in points, rebounds, and scoring, and assists, and all that, but the character of with of which you come to the NBA with over the stretch of years. And if you have a stretch, a continuous, consistent stretch of not coming to work, you cannot be upset at the fucking results. That's your balls. We all have those. I mean, I don't. I'm on I'm, I'm my own. Right? But my boss is God. Real talk. We all have a boss. You have a boss, my guy. And he's the GM for the Brooklyn Nets. He can low-key cut you. To make a point to be petty, because that's what I would do to make a point and to be petty. Because sometimes these players need, 
like I don't know what happened to teams and their balls. Like real talk, I don't know what happened to teams and their ball sack. But goddamn, y'all need to show some fucking balls. Some of these players be running y'all out the gym. And I'm like, what? Then the next year you see them play, they don't play like you paid them. At all. So, no. Short term, 50 million. With incentives here. Or short term, short term, one year, 50 million. Short term, three year, um, 150, 175 million. With incentives. But I'm not giving you a four to five year max deal. So you can be locked in and you can do the damn. T- nope. Again, there are players out here who have been in the league and been showing off their talents for nine, 10 plus years, 15 plus years, who believe that they just because they have showed that off, that they deserve the contract that these younger guys are getting. What you're forgetting is that they're showing up to work. To work. Showing up. To work. How is it that LeBron James, damn near one of the oldest men in the fucking league, who has a 19 going into 20-year career, other than injury and maybe some important off-court um, things and events that he needed to take care of never missed a game whether he played poorly or he played out of his mind has he taken rest days absolutely when you're going into year 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 you have the right to do so when you've gone to 10 straight finals and won four you have the right to do so when you have transcended the game you have the right to do so. Now, Kyrie is one of the greatest scorers and greater clutch scorers and ball handles that we have ever seen. But you ain't there, my guy. And the fact that you act like that, that, that that's you. And you have a 37-year-old man, damn near about to touch his 40s, outballing you. And out professionalizing your stupid ass is amazingly dumb to me. That you even think, have fathom, that you could even consider asking for the money. But again, if you sway a storyline, it could go in your way. So I'm going to leave this with this, bro. Brooklyn, Nets, grow some nuts. Like, shit, man. And then you're worried about what KD do. What If KD really wanted to be there, then he'll be there. If he was really mad about it, he would sit his his, his best friend on down and say, hey, my, my nigga, I, can, can we get it together this season? I would like to win a championship, thank you. If you really mad about it, not Twitter fingers, but mad about it, sit your mans down. And if y'all really about that life, get it to fucking gather. Because niggas are coming. Niggas are coming. Golden State don't want the title. People are on. They like, no, we ain't even trying to have another dynasty type. type. No. It, 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 no. We already see what's happening. Pre, and, and, and we just off the season and they already talking trash. Come on. Get out of here. I'm not playing with y'all. Um. Let's go um, my early picks, you know, just, just leading into that, honestly. Again, Golden State is one, and they could possibly, they are in one of, um, they are one of, like, two or three teams in my book they, they could repeat. Not going to lie. They keep their core. They keep damn near everybody because they could give some pieces away, you know, but if they keep that, that, that squad, in which more than likely they will, and Golden State is trying to be like the Jerry, the new age Jerry Buses. Listen, the Lakers, a.k.a., right? 17, Boston, 17. They're trying to be like that. To 
Chicago six. They trying to be like that. So watch out for Golden State. Because all I'm saying is they know that Memphis is coming. Luka and the um, Mavs are coming. Jamal Murray and um, the Joker are coming. I know they're going to be mad. It's going to be a lot of shit happening. You feel me? So my pick, honestly, uh, one of my picks is Golden State. Another pick for me is Milwaukee. I believe if Milwaukee had Chris Middleton, and it really showed, honestly. Uh, I think the level of appreciation has doubled, maybe even quadrupled, in how we see Chris Middleton because they lost that game in seven. Uh, or, I'm sorry, in six. Because they didn't have that 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 open floor space to shoot the ball that Chris Middleton gives. You know, he's so lengthy, and he, he can score out of his mind. He is streaky as fuck because he can go from, like, 35 to 10. And I'm like, well, what the hell? How the hell did you do you know what I'm saying? But he's still a threat. You know, he's a star. He's an all-star. So, you know, I do believe Milwaukee will probably be back. They're not going to let that, you know, let that season go. And I know Giannis is going to be in a gym. That's, that's one thing, too, bro. People don't like Giannis in the league and shit like that. I think a lot of players, some players don't like his, you know, like him or whatever or what. I'm like, how you don't like a man who has literally worked his way to everything that he's gotten? And I mean, we physically have seen it all the transition, bulking up defensive player of the year, MVP, finals MVP. I'm sorry, two time defensive player of the year. Finals MVP, MV, regular season MVP, and a champion. And he did it without doing it with a super team. Now, you can call how it happened how it happened. But he did it without a super team. And damn near, if Chris Middleton was there, almost would have done it. Because I don't think Boston beats Milwaukee with Chris Middleton. Now, with just Giannis, you can block walls, but Giannis was getting 30. He, he averaged 35 and 12. You know Giannis going to get his. So that was even a challenge for them. So Milwaukee is still in there. Um, and honestly, those are the two teams that I see in the finals next year. Golden State and Milwaukee. Golden State, There, there's a lot of players, even though they won the championship, that have a lot of shit to prove. That's what I think. A, the 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 league is not understanding the Clay Thompsons of the world. He's going to have something to prove, and I think I'm just referring to him in that sense. He's been trying to you know get back to his normal style. Once he gets back into conditioning, the the way he wants to do it and the way he needs to do it, and getting back on that floor on a regular season regular schedule, bro, he's coming back for everybody's head everybody that said golden state was done they were smacked they it was trash they're not getting the chip i do believe in another golden state dynasty andrew wiggins is about to flourish and go he's been flourishing he's going to flourish even more in golden state like i see clay thompson and andrew wiggins being a two the like steph it's, it's probably gonna get a little jealous because like yo Steph, Steph is, it's going to be like Steph and Jordan Poole over here, Clay and Andrew over here. That's how damaging Golden State is about to be next year. I feel like that. Andrew Wiggins showed you he can get in the post, grant, get, grab offensive rebounds, and score at will. He's a slasher. You so you've seen that in 2K. I'm like, he's a slasher. He's a slasher point guard. I mean, a slasher forward. I'm a uh, slasher guard. I'm sorry. He's dope. We knew that, but I think the right system needed to bring that out of him. So, again, Golden State, Milwaukee, I do see uh, Memphis and the Mavericks and, um, you know, Boston and Miami and, um, you know, those teams being high favorite and contenders. Uh, the Clippers, of course, Kawhi coming back, you know, um, can't forget about Harden and Embiid, even though Harden didn't play his best, you know, of course, uh, playoffs. 
you know, you can't count them out. You can't you can't dis- discredit Philly. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of teams that are coming out. It's going to be an exciting if everybody stays healthy, knock on wood. Even the Lakers, bro. If the Lakers can get something for Russell, uh, Russell Westbrook or if they keep him and try to use him in a different way, the Lakers just might make a run. I don't know. That's how up in the air everything is because everybody's going to get better. Hell, Zion is getting better. Did y'all see the Nike commercial? Every we, he heard the chatter. He heard he heard the shit that Charles and Shaq was saying. <laughs> shit, he heard them. He heard that you was eating a little bit too much down there, getting them butter biscuits. We know he had to put in that work. And listen, Nike was like, "Hey, we'll hey we'll train. We hit you right. Pay that money too." Like hell yeah, nigga. So look for Zion to be look for Zion and the Pelicans to be a threat because they was really good in the playoffs. That's one team that I'm looking like. That's one team, the Pelicans and the Mavericks. I'm looking if they could have great regular seasons. I'm looking forward to them having some great playoff um, matches if they get matched up, right? If they're like four and five, that would be dope. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, man, I, 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 I really do see Golden State and um, Milwaukee in there. I think Milwaukee, as the past champs before Golden State, are going to come for the throne again. And Golden State is going to be like, ah, we sitting high and mighty right now. Y'all can't have this. And that, my friends, would be a great series. But, again, we have a lot of teams that those two teams need to go through, handle. And, again, there's a lot of amazing and great superstars and players that play for those teams that ain't looking to back down. So I'm excited for it. I'm I'm, I'm excited for it. So, um Let's move into, uh, excuse me, my NBA top 10 players of all time. Now, listen, everybody's been doing this um, amidst uh, Steph's, you know, finals MVP and championship win, fourth overall championship win, first finals MVP, two-time regular season MVP, uh, unanimous MVP, um, best shooter, probably God has given us, um, has changed and transcended the game. I could go on and on. Um, I already kind of went on a Steph Curry rant, uh, you know, um, on why he should be considered in the top 10. I'm not saying top five, right? Of course, not there yet, but uh, top 10 for sure. He's, he's He can be in that conversation. And so I, I put out my list, um, and at first um, I thought it was a good list, but then one of my friends hit me up. Uh, one of my OGs, and she was like, "You, you, you got to switch one of those." And I was like, "Which one is it?" And and I switched it, and I was like, "And I look, well, I looked at it, and I said, oh, that makes sense. That makes more sense." So we switched some things around. Well, we switched two people around, right? And so here is Ty's top ten NBA players of all time, right? Number one, Michael Jordan, of course, six rings, um, uh, six NBA Finals, six MVPs. Um, you know, to have two three peats. Um, it hasn't been done. Literally has not been done. You know, to take time to go to baseball, come back, retrain your body to win three more championships. Like, I don't think people understand the depth of the playoff run. Like every time you win a series, that's another seven or another six, you know, seven games or six games. Right. I think in the nineties, they were playing six games, I think. Um, but that's another six games. That's another six games. That's another seven games. That's another six games. That's another seven games. And when we're talking about Jordan's era, it was hard nose. It wasn't just a, you know, four game sweepers type thing. You know, he was doing four twos and four threes, seven games, you know. So shout out to Jordan. He is the go. He transcended the way we looked at bas- uh, basketball in media and fashion and everything. Air Jordan, literally. All right. Number two, Kobe Bryant, five championships. Um, one of the best Lakers of all time. Um, some will call him a Michael Jordan copycat. Uh, but I think Kobe had his own style, the Mamba mentality, even before he even called it the uh, Mamba mentality. I thought Kobe's style was um, sometimes very 
ball hoggish in a way, but at the same time, he um, he wanted excellence from his team, and with excellence came five championships, um, a couple MVPs to go with that, a couple Finals MVPs to go with that, and is one of the greatest scorers um, our league has ever seen. Um, lethal. Uh, I mean, every time I would watch him play, it, it was it was crazy on the court, especially those that 2009 and 2010 run where he did it with Paul Gasol. And, um, you know, I, I, I loved those teams, those two Laker teams, because I just felt Kobe was just in his bag. Man. He was just he was just going crazy like Kobe was just in. He I love when players can take it to another prime, you know. And I felt like Kobe was in a second prime at that point. You know, every I think every superstar player, even to even to star player who's really, really good on a team and is looked at as the number one, always has some bad years, right? And um even with Mike, Mike had he 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 didn't he didn't really start beating people until the nineties. Right, really, like eighty nine, ninety. He he really. That's when he needed to bulk up and everything. You know, you had Jordan. Uh, I'm sorry, you had uh, Detroit standing your way with Isaiah, and you know you had Isaiah trying to get past the Larry Birds and the Magic Johnsons on the world. So it was like a hierarchy that you had to ascend to, and um, you know, Kobe, Kobe did that. You know, to come in um, straight out of high school, I believe. And, you know, to 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 be what he was, not just on, but off the court. You feel what I'm saying? Um, I will put off the court in there. So there's only a few hand of players in sports who have won Oscars. You understand what I'm saying? And so I know that doesn't really count towards the play, but I just wanted to say that as a side note. There's only a few players that have won Oscars and done what he has done. So rest in peace to the Mamba himself. Um, he's definitely been my number second, uh, number two, um, since I've made the list. So it's no, no thing when it comes to that. Number three, of course, uh, the King, uh, the chosen one, Mr. LeBron James, of course, four championships, 10 straight NBA goddamn finals. Now, I don't care how you want to quantify that, you know, you can sit here and put it in a negative quantification or, uh, um, and sit here and say that, you know, he really didn't have competition during, um, you know, that run in the East, which is, in my mind, a disrespect to the players, to the uh, Victor Oladipos and the DeMar DeRozans and the Kyle Lowry's and the uh, uh, Paul Georges that he was facing. And, hell, even the Jason Tatum's that he was facing at that time, you know what I'm saying, in the Eastern Conference. Like, it wasn't as exciting as the West, but um, LeBron would have to go six, seven games. It wasn't like he was sweeping all of these teams. Now, it was some points where he was sweeping teams, but, you know, um, to go to 10 straight NBA Finals, uh, in which, you know, you win three or win four, I'm sorry, two with Miami, in which it should have been four, right? I'm just, just saying. But uh, two with Miami in company with D. Wade and Chris Bosh and those boys over there, Ray Allen and all of them, Mac Miller. Um, and then you go over to go back to Cleveland and to to come home, back to your home after leaving, after really put in Cleveland on your back for almost almost a decade, right? From like 2000 and what, what was it, 2001 draft, I believe, to to damn near 08, 09. And, you know, you, 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 you're, you're out, you know what I'm saying? And you, you put them on your back. You take them to the NBA Finals, you know, for the first time. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, you lose to the Spurs, which is a great team as well, but – you know, LeBron James has not only transcended what he does on the court, but he's the only player, active player right now to have hit a billion dollars um, um, in his net worth. That is transcendent enough uh, to still be playing in year 20. He's about to go into year 20. And if you watch his Instagram, if you watch his videos, he's working out, pushing. And, and this is why I said before, it's 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 hilarious to me how and not even but it's just funny to me how uh this man grinds out every day and I'm looking at players who are twice younger his age, right? 
sitting here complaining about it, you know, about shit that he just continuously works on. You know what I'm saying? And it, and it's a beautiful thing. So uh, LeBron, one of the best inside dunkers, at, like, I mean, that man can sit there, go from the logo, and dunk that shit out the rim the whole arena go crazy it don't matter if it's madison square garden you go at the cleveland that la man go crazy and he's in his 20th season bro so uh shout out to that man shout out to that number four we got the legendary the one and only magic johnson you feel what i'm saying five time nba champion from michigan lansing michigan so you know we had to put him in there you know what i'm saying shout out to my mans um you know, five-time champion, um, won the NCAA double NCAA ah, I can't say it NCAA championship against one competitor in Larry Bird. You know, then won his 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 first world title his rookie year, eighty eighty two. What was it? Eighty eighty two. Did he win in eighty three? No, he lost in 83. Are he winning 83? I think it was 80, 82, 85, 87, and 88 is when he won those championships. Right? But every year he went to the to, to the Easter uh, the Western Conference Finals or the Finals. That's how successful he was. And he changed the game. During that time. The NBA was, it was declining. And it was Magic and Bird, particularly Magic and his style of play that was incorporated by the coach at that time that brought the NBA more life. And he's probably the best point guard, not even, not even close, best point guard in the league ever. 6'9", and could pass the ball like that. And then when they called you up ready to like to be the man to like score, do it all like you are the number one now. <sighs> Listen, that man, as I, I think for as fast as he was and for as long as he was, I never thought he would have done the things that he uh, has done and accomplished in his life already. It's it's a, it's it's freaking amazing. Like six, nine at a guard. I see why a lot of people was hesitant. Like, what? What do you mean 6'9 out of guard? He's damn near a forward. Nah. He ran that thing. Zoop pass. Woo. Shout out to Magic Johnson, man. Uh, number five. And he's just one of, not not just because he's number five, but he's just one of my favorite players, period. Um, Timmy Duncan, man. Tim Duncan, five-time champion, played for one of my favorite teams, uh, the this, uh, San Antonio Spurs. Um, probably considered the best, the best power forward and one of the best big men to ever play this game. Um, one of few players that I have seen in my lifetime of watching the NBA to have a cool head, to not let his emotions get to him, um, and to really be a leader on the court. I think he's a true leader. His importance to that San Antonio team during their run like that's a like i can see golden state having a a spurs type of dynasty and beyond in a sense right spurs have had a dynasty uh they were they were on a dynasty run from the 90s when they had the twin towers then going from the twin towers to getting tony parker and manu ginobili to them winning titles and going to the playoffs. Like, they never really missed the playoffs. Tim Duncan was that good. 25 points, basically 20 points, 20 rebounds, damn near. He was doing that. He was doing that with blocks, with steals, and hitting – he was like, to me, Tim Duncan – was like the first Jokic uh, or Embiid in a sense where he was long, big, and he was floating them things. I mean, he would he would turn around on Shaq 
And Shaq couldn't guard him. He would turn around. Woo! He had the nasty. I think I practiced Tim Duncan's fadeaway so much. He had the nastiest fadeaway. Because he was so long. And that fadeaway would go up. And you would think it wouldn't. You look at it and you think that bitch is about to miss. That thing go. Wow. And I'm like, damn. Yo, Timmy, Timmy Duncan, definitely, definitely. Um, who's my number six? Let me get into this real quick. Number six, Kevin Durant, of course. Um, two-time champion, two-time MVP. He's been one of the best scorers since he's gotten to the league. And that was like an 09. He's been one of the best scorers in the league one of the best players in the league since he's got into the league, guys. MVP, two times finals MVP, scoring champion for I think like a four time scoring champion. Like he's that. Like for you to be seven, six, ten, seven, one, seven, two wingspan to shoot the three. He's an ele- to me. He's an elevated version of Tim Duncan at the small forward position. He can move a little faster than Tim. He can shoot better than Tim. Like, his pull-up is crazy. Crazy. And here's what would ride, uh, what would get Kevin Durant over, even if he doesn't have the, the ring amount. You led, your, you led the Brooklyn Nets to a championship, bro, and won your finals MVP. Because he would have had three if he didn't get injured. So shout out to him. You know what I'm saying? Probably one of the best scorers ever. 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 I never knew any other big man. And to me, he is a big man. To pull up from there. Really. To pull up from the three and pop it as as as, as crazy as he does. It's ridiculous. At how at how much like this man can get 20 shots off and get 40 points. 15 shots off, get 50. I'm 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 being facetious and I'm being funny because literally I'd be listening to the to the I would listen and they would be like, Well, you know, Kevin Durant shot 20 shots and already has 37 points. Then this nigga just been busting threes in people's faces all damn day? Shit. Uh number seven, Shaq, of course, uh the dominant force of Shaq. Um three titles. Um one of the most dominant forces to ever play the game, right? And I think if he would have kept his body in shape and, you know what I'm saying, made made better decisions with his body, he probably would have been um, higher on the list and more championships um, along with the dominance. But to have four, three with the Lakers and Kobe Bryant, one with Dwayne Wade and the Miami Heat, um, you know, and again, I say, you know, players had that decline, but he had a year where he, sh- to me, should have been MVP over um, – Steve Nash, but it is what it is. And, um, you know, he was really that dude. So shout out to Shaq and, um, you know, being the Shaq Diesel out here in these streets. Number eight, Steph Curry. Of course, I was going to put him in my top ten. Um, Steph Curry is a four-time champion, one uh, finals MVP, two-time unanimous MVP, um, and the greatest shooter that God has given us. And he has transcended the game in ways that now your kids who play basketball in AAU, um, elementary, middle, or high school do not post up anymore like Shaq when he came in and it was a big man era. You understand what I'm saying? And really changed the game and really showing what the big men can do. Now it's about shooting the three. It's about bringing you out toward the perimeter and shooting in your face. Stephen Curry did that. Not in a literal sense, but his game transcended how coaches have to coach now. How scouts and recruits who are looking for the next NBA player, do you shoot the three? Now that becomes a common question. Now players from all, from every position from the point guard to the center, has to make sure they're incorporating a three ball. 
into their arsenal. That's how much he's changed the game. You feel me? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at number nine, the greatest scorer of all time, who, if the young kids are watching, never shot a three to get that title. Now, LeBron, if he plays a couple more games, will probably surpass Kareem, but he will still go down as the greatest scorer of all time with a sky hook. He never shot a two in a sense of a Jimmy Butler or a Devin Booker. He never shot the three of like a Klay Thompson or a Stephen Curry. He got you in the post with a sky hook and or dunk and would score 30 to 40 to damn near 50 punts, uh, punts, points on you. He is the greatest, one of the greatest big men of all time. I will call him the greatest big man of all time. You couldn't guard the skyhook. I I watched past videos, and Kareem is just out here in the post skyhooking niggas. It's like three niggas on him, and he just whoop, whoop, like it's unguardable. One of the, if not the most unguardable shot in NBA history. Crazy. And number 10, right, finally to round it out, you know we gotta we gotta get the greatest white boy to basically ever play in the NBA. You already know it's that man, Larry Bird. Listen, when you walk to a black barbershop shop and somebody has Larry Bird and Jesus next, to, <laughs> you know, next to each other, you know you re, you are respected. You know, and the NBA is very much a um um ran by white folks, but it's a black league, right? And you know. When Larry Bird came on, he 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 got his just due and his respect, not just because he was a great player, but because he respected others. Three-time champion, um, rookie of the year, MVP, finals MVP. He's that dude. Pick and pop. You feel what I'm saying? And the greatest asset of Larry Bird was he would tell you, and, and a lot of old heads would tell you this, he would tell you what he going to do before he did it. And then did it. <laughs> so you know what? Those are my top 10. Let me know what you think about that. Um, let me know your top 10 in the comments, and we'll discuss it, all right? Uh, before we get out of here, I want to talk Vince McMahon really quick. Is this a true false? Is this a true story, false story, or a WWE storyline? Listen, Vince McMahon is in the news because of a $3 million um, payout that has been released um, to the media and on social media and everywhere about an alleged quote unquote um, sexual sexual assault encounter with a woman in WWE. Now this involves John Laurinaitis as well, who is his w, uh, a WWE exec and others on down. We know that Stephanie McMahon and Paul Heyman are now stepping into new roles. Stephanie McMahon is stepping in, uh, stepping in as CEO. I do remember her saying that she was going on break. But I think because uh, Vince McMahon has now stepped down as CEO of WWE of World Wrestling Entertainment, um, that causes for more suspicion. Now, the fucking crazy thing about this, right, is that we talked about we I talked about this a little bit on the Opinionated Brother podcast with my co-host and uh, family HD and Scrap. And when I was reading more into it, you know, the thing, uh, an alert popped up that said Vince McMahon was going to be on SmackDown. And I'm like, are you serious? This is real? You're going to be on SmackDown? You know, so why I said is this true, false, or a, a WWE storyline? Because we don't know all the facts for one, right? Now, I did say they finally got him, and I do feel like they may have finally got him because there's no way, you know, and I said this on uh, on the Opinionated Brother, he may have a file cabinet of being a safety box full of NDAs of which, you know, a lot of sexual mis excuse me, misconduct has happened. And WWE is so tight shut, so tight lipped on what goes on in there that nobody's probably going to say anything because somebody has some dirt on somebody up in there. Right? Something. And so when you step down as CEO, that makes things suspicious. But then when you come to WWE, that does make things ultra suspicious and saying, OK, are you using this time 
or this situation as a storyline, or is this even a storyline? If it is a storyline, this is the worst one that y'all have done. This is trash. First of all, to even play like that, if you are playing, to even play like that, you should definitely step down and get fired. Now, if you did do this, you should definitely step down and get fired and be convicted of what you've done. You understand what I'm saying? Because the fact that somebody had the audacity to 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 even have this un- undercover for so long and probably so many others that's back there is crazy. And it's funny because you know some of the superstars know what's going on. They may not know know what's going on, but they have an in- they have a a very inclination of what the fuck is going on around WWE, what is happening around WWE, and what most people will do is think about their success before sitting here and doing the actual work. Will I jeopardize my success by telling the truth? And more than likely, that's a yes for WWE. Because if you tell on WWE and if you snitch, they're going to rebuttal it, and then they're going to fire you quietly. Now, it never happened to me because I don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't wrestle with them, nor, nor have I will. But that's what I feel, was gonna, what, what I feel is happening. Um, in this sense, uh, do I believe the story? I wouldn't deny it. <laughs> I wouldn't hold it past Vince McMahon and others up in there. Is WWE using this as a storyline? If they are, they're disgusting as fuck. Cause this is, that's, that, that's a new low for you. Very new low for you. So, um, I hope they get it together. Um, my my prayers to that woman you know what i'm saying um and please be careful in wwe and a lot of these spaces where you may feel a gut feeling where you're not supposed to be here i would act on that act on it all right we're out of here i love you guys peace love hair grease again make sure that you follow us on all platforms uh we are on instagrams and the Facebooks and all of that good stuff. You can also subscribe to the podcast on all platforms via audio. You feel me? And watch this via on our uh, YouTube page, the TAC Media Network. 224 subscribers. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> we love you again. Thank you for uh, thank you to all the new subscribers that are here. Make sure to subscribe. Uh, shout out to the um, my OG uh, subscribers who are in here and been swimming with your boy. I love you guys. Be good. We will be back next week with another episode of Grind It Out. Be easy. Stay breezy. This has been another one. Peace, love, and hair grease, y'all. Love.